137th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Pixelated Paranormal, episode 105. This is Spoiler Town, Stranger Things, season three. Boom. We are going to be speaking, talking, theorizing about all things season three and possibly season four of Stranger Things. If you haven't seen it, if you plan to watch it, maybe skip this episode after the news segment because we don't want you to be pissed off that we ruined it for you because listen, we're going to ruin it for you. Yeah. (laughs) But you can always come back and listen later. That's the nice part. So, well, let's not waste any time, boys. Uh, anything new in your lives? Anything uh, exciting going on? No. Awesome. I mean, other than the fact that I finally have an iMac now, thanks to <laughs> thanks to one yours true. Come on, you saw Manson true. the other day. Yeah, I, I'm getting you there. Saw Rob Zombie. I'm getting there. Relax. <laughs> Spoiling my shit, bro. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, I got one thanks to yours truly, Sean. Here, yeah. Um, we did a little trade of. An action figure of mine that he wanted, you know, because we deal in action figures around here. Yeah, we do. (laughs) As currency. We deal in action (laughs) figures and currency when you won't sell it to me for a fucking dollar store price. (laughs) Right, yeah. Uh, It's pretty badass experience. Jason Voorhees from which movie? Uh, Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th Part 7. Yeah. It's pretty badass. Yeah. And pretty rad. It's it's valued at a pretty decent price. And he really wanted it. But to him, it was more about being able to put it on a shelf because it yeah. does look really cool. To me, it's more about opening it up for the first time and then breaking it right out the gate. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. it. <laughs> this thing is so rad because it, I wanted it so bad because it's my favorite Jason mask. It's part seven. So he has the machete wound to the forehead, you know, and he also has, you know, a, a quarter of the bottom missing where it got chipped off. Uh, he's got the chain around his neck from whenever he got tied and, and drowned. Uh, it's really awesome. And then, like, part of his jaws showing through. Yeah, part of his jaws showing. You can take the mask off. Actually, the mask uh, is sold to you. Uh, the action figure comes with the mask off, so you can see the full-on, you know, zombie Jason face mm-hmm. sculpt. But yeah, it's got fake leather Lots straps. I tried to put it on Jason's head and broke one of the straps right off the mask. So I got a pleather was done. Yeah, <laughs> it's not even pleather, dude. That's just like yeah. duct tape. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but like the detail on that thing was really cool, and it's official. You guys have heard of here first. This toy line does not support butt cheeks, cracks, or peens. or bumps in the front. Yeah. <laughs> Just flat. Yeah, <laughs> Jason doesn't no, get shit. I don't know where he pees or poops from. Yeah. I mean, we, like, like a bunch of seven-year-olds, we went straight for the deep pantsing. Right. And then uh, <laughs> so we did a little trade, and I got his old iMac that Apple wanted to give him nothing for. Yeah. Maybe like a dollar or something like that. No, they offered to uh, recycle it for me. Well, yeah, screw them. So <laughs> yeah, shit. now I have something I can start doing some uh, editing, easier editing, um, easier audio production. I want to start getting into doing some, which ties in this episode, some awesome yeah. synth beats. Synth I love that. Pop, I love yeah. lo- lo-fi beats to study with, so to speak. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I love I love the shit out of stuff. So I want to start doing that. And GarageBand makes it so easy for the plebs to do. So yeah, it's going to be awesome. 
going to be good. Yeah, I'm excited because uh, so far Preston has done done a lot of the music for the show for segments and whatnot, and it'll be cool because uh, Steve can kind of throw in some segment music, some ambient listener mm-hmm. story music that you know could be original. We don't have to jock off these free sites anymore. Yeah, because the budget yeah. for the podcast is about as big as the legal team. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is non-existent. Yeah. <laughs> no, we we do good. We do all right. And I tried to make like a jingle one time for the show, and it turned out to be like some like Led Zeppelin slash porn music, and it sounded really bad. <laughs> so I need Steve to work some magic. It was good, so. but it didn't fit what we needed to use it for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, um, now, Steve, give us a deets. Tell us about the show you went to. Yeah, it was crazy. So my friend uh, Chris Gillum, he listens to. I think he listens to some of the show. Not as much anymore because he doesn't have his driving his driving job anymore. But uh, he uh, asked me if he wanted to go to Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson. I was like, Man, what day is it? And he's like, during the week, so you better go. I was like, fuck yeah, dude, let's go. So he, uh, he got pit tickets because this is like concerts for him are therapy, man. And oh, it yeah. is for me too. I think it is for all of us because um, you're like in one centered space with so much energy. And so like at, there's not a mad, a, a mad person like a miserable person at a concert. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. They might be mad letting go of the man- that anger, but like <laughs> everybody's there to see that artist. So I don't think they're going to be in a terrible mood. So you have that many people, plus just the energy music puts off all together. Like I, to me, that's why I always say, I don't care about getting in front. I don't care about getting in the pit. Give me a fucking far away seat where I can hear, I can feel the bass, hear the music and feel the people. That's it. Nope. Not feel up the people, just feel the people, feel the energy. <laughs> right. But <laughs> yep. it's not that kind of concert. But, um, so it was, it was just so good, man. Like I, I've only seen Manson one of the time is the last time he played here in Wichita when he got banned from the city. Um, and that was, you know, a lot. Oh, fuck. When was that? 2000 something. Yeah. Early long, 2000s. yeah. 15, and, 16 uh, years ago. Yeah. So seeing Manson now still sound the same, not look the same. <laughs> Poor yeah. guy. He's getting older. He's getting, Boy, he's getting a little chub. He's eating well. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but he still can, he still can scream. He still puts off that, that feminine like vibe when he's when he does like his rock moves and stuff and it's just it's really good man he still sounds good um and this is my first time seeing rob zombie i've never seen him before now like i was telling we were talking like these people next to us and there's this chick she was so cool she's like i got a government job so the only thing i could do is drink and i was like you rock it (laughs) go you do you yeah yeah and uh and she was like um she was like yeah uh i love rob zombie and I, i was like yeah i was like i like rob zombie i was just like I'm more like into his movies. She's like, oh, I love his movies. And I was, I was like, yeah, I really, really enjoy his style of his movies. I, even the ones that didn't do well, which is basically all. But uh, <laughs> the ones that aren't as iconic as, you know, the Firefly trilogy, so to speak. Yeah. So, um, and like, she's like, oh, you're going to love his shows. And I was like, I was like, why? And she's like, it's just so theatrical. Dude, all of the platforms raised, like, fit with this, like, perfect LED 4K screen. And they're, like, showing, like, you know, all this like original material he's recorded to make it look like edgy and grindcore and like old, like it's just so good. And just how animated that dude is for being his age and his yeah. sage presence was all over the place. He, he literally went out in the crowd right by us and was just putting his hand up and I, and, and I got to clap his hand, which is cool. Um, and then like he'd have these like massive, like, I mean, he had this one creature come out that legitimately looked like a Slenderman and it had this like long ass arms 
and somehow they made the articulation not look so blocky through visual effects. It was really huh. weird, but it was like a real thing on the stage too. And it was just, it was a, literally a fucking freak show, man. It was like a theatrical, no fire, but they mimicked the fire really well with the, um, with like the led screens and shit. It was yeah. just so fucking cool, man. And so yeah. I was really, really blown away by that. But yeah, seeing that, seeing like a concert like that with like really dark shit was really tight. Loved oh, yeah. it. That's badass, man. I, I would have gone, I'm not a, the world's biggest Manson or zombie fan, but I would love to see him live. Mm-hmm. That would have been a pretty badass. Yeah. And Marilyn Manson now is way different from Marilyn ba- Manson back in the nineties. Like he's grown a lot. Yeah, as an artist, I, I don't mind. I don't mind the. I know why he did the shock, sh- the shock jock stuff back yeah. then. It made sense. That's how you got known. I mean, look at him. Look at ICP. Look yeah. at Eminem. Well, in modern he, day, look at Miley Cyrus. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's always artists are always going to be like that. When you do something so shocky, they're going to be like, oh, well, who's this guy? And then whether or girl, whenever they uh, or person, sorry, that whenever they like go in there and and do something like that, it's what comes next is what mm-hmm. your legacy is going to be, not the shock. And so with Manson, like I, I totally understand that. Like, like they were like uh, laughing about. They were literally like, "Look, he's he's having trouble getting the jacket back on." And it was kind of funny, but you know, and he probably he probably laughed at himself with that too, because he, you know, he does like wardrobe changes with yeah. different suits and stuff, but he doesn't do like the skin suit with like you know the uh, yeah his the hermaphrodite skin suit is what he turquoise, called it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like I mean, he's just that's just not him anymore. But uh, yeah, as an artist, like. His song, yeah, his you. If you listen to like his newest albums with the uh, the Satan and the Kill for Me, like those songs are so fucking good. It's like, ugh. but yeah, it, growing as an artist, totally, man. But when you see Rob Zombie, you're like, <laughs> this is him and White Zombie and Rob Zombie combined. Like, and he's just stayed the entire the same the entire time and still has the energy that he did when he first started, which is fucking mind blowing to me. Well, how old is that guy? Like forty seven. Yeah, probably. I don't think he's that old. 1965. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, it was funny for me, like, like watching that. Cause like, you know, I know the movies really, really well. I don't know many Rob Zombie, White Zombie songs. So I was just going there straight for like the movie sound, the movie soundtracks and stuff. Yeah. And from House of Thousand Corpses, they have that song, um, uh, Pussy Licker. And they like <laughs> in the background, like showed clips of the movie. And then I was like, and I was like, Oh, I know the song song. So this place during this scene. And, and it was just so cool to see him like put clips of the movie in the background. And then he would have, um, during other songs that didn't have like movie related tie-ins or like music videos, he would actually do, um, he made like custom, uh, stuff with his wife, Sherry Moon and shit like that. So it was mm-hmm. it's just fucking so cool, man. Like the dude, you could tell that dude. That's why I like the dude is because you can tell that dude loves theatrics. Yeah. He loves movies in general. Not just his movies. He loves movies. He's just like Quentin. He loves movies in general and especially horror. So mm-hmm. he can like pinpoint every little horror thing that he loved growing up. And then that's what like his entire set's based off. It's so fucking tight. I wish that we would get a chance to see his rendition of the creature from the Black Lagoon because he said that's something that he's been wanting to do for a while, a good solid remake. It'd be good, but dare I say I don't want it to be his hillbilly uh, trailer park trope. 
this but, I mean, that's, hillbilly trailer park. That's trip. where swamps are at, man. When I think of a swamp, I think of a fucking hillbilly ass house. Gators coming, meth gators coming up in your shit. I yeah, that and that's his that's his color palette. That's you know his his style. So that's fine. Plus, he can employ the dude that you met at the Comic Con. Yeah, let's just say for that shit. Yeah. So, right. Steve, you got a chance to see a once-in-a-lifetime concert. I scratched something off of – I'm not even going to say my bucket list because it was never on there because I never thought it would ever fucking happen. But uh, we had Crypticon in uh, KC Crypticon or Crypticon KC, actually in St. Joe, Missouri, a little ways away from Kansas City. But, yeah, Shayla got Sunday tickets to go up there because she knew one of my uh, childhood heroes was going to be there. And that is none other than Joe Bob Briggs. Uh, he used to host TNT Monster Vision, among tons of other TV shows. Uh, Shutter brought him back triumphantly, and he hosts the uh, Last Drive-In on Shutter. And just, I mean, a man who I grew up watching and just wishing one day I could meet. And Shayla surprised me with tickets, but yeah, we got to go. And it started at eleven thirty. And God, I love my wife. She puts up with a lot sometimes because. I'm like, okay, listen, like there's so many, there's so many celebrities there. Tom Savini was there, uh, Tig, and then um, what's his, Tig from <laughs> Sons of Anarchy was there. Yeah, uh, Bobby. Bobby, yeah, Bobby Elvis or whatever was there. Um, I mean, just tons and tons of people. I got to meet Michael Berryman, the guy who played Pluto in the original Hills Have yeah. Eyes. He would and, be the Swamp Thing by Rob Zombie. Yeah, that'd be cool. He totally, Hell yeah. yeah. He loves that dude. But I'm like, babe, it's the last day there. People are going to be leaving early who are celebrities to catch flights. We have got to be there. Like, I want, we're, we're there at 1030. Or we're not going. We've got to be there an hour before it opens. And so just like I planned, we got there at like 1215 because nothing ever you know, goes to plan. So I'm sweating it. I'm, I'm real nervous. I'm like, God, it's going to be such a line. The line's going to be like. He's puckered his asshole. Yeah, because I, I, I knew Joe Bob had to cut away at 1 o'clock to introduce like some uh, – professional wrestling uh, pardon me professional wrestling uh, tournament they were doing then he had a live Q&A at 1:30 to 2 so I'm like we're just I'm not going to probably meet him we're already 45 minutes late we roll in dude and this place is it's busy but it's pretty much a ghost town compared to how a lot of those cons are so we went upstairs around the top outer ring cuz it's it's done in a big arena so your upper level is kind of like a ring that goes around it where like your snack bars and whatnot are, you know, for basketball games and shit like that. But anyway, we find Joe Bob and uh, I've got two people in front of me. So I was over the moon and then, you know, reality set in and I'm like, fuck, I'm about to meet a guy that I've been watching on TV since like grade school. And then the fangirl kicked in in me and I'm like, oh, God, what do I say? What do I do? Like I, I could literally start crying in front of this dude because I'm so excited to meet this guy and. Luckily, I played it super cool. I uh, grabbed a poster, but nobody's around, so we got to talk to the dude for like ten minutes, which was nuts. And the dude is. Right. If the, we go next year, we're going to go on a Sunday again. Yeah, I, I would say so. Sure, yeah, I'd, I'd to love to it. take everybody down there and, and go and check it out. It'd be a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, we talked for ten minutes, and Darcy, the male girl, um, Diana Prince, was there, and she is an adult film star who also is kind of like his. Um, I don't want to say assistant because it's kind of demeaning, but like basically his on-screen assistant during his uh, his show. She does a lot of his social media stuff, and she was there, so it was cool to meet both of them. Uh, we got to chat, and um, I got his autograph. I got Darcy's autograph. Got a photo with him, and the dude's like six and a half feet tall. So when you see the picture of me on Instagram and Shayla, we're fucking hobbits compared to this guy. 
<laughs> we were so tiny, but that is it's really rad because we got to talk to him for a while and actually have like an actual in-depth conversation. The dude is super cool. Darcy was cool. They were just real people. I got to talk a little bit about Shudder and the uh, 13 movie marathon they did. And it was really funny because we got done and I'm walking away and Shayla goes, hey, you should probably pay. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, because you do have to pay for, you know, the poster and the autograph and stuff like that. But uh, I turn around and I was like, yeah, I should probably give you some money. And mind you, like they'd been up for well over 24 hours live tweeting along with people watching the the show on Shutter because they did a one year anniversary of the marathon. And Joe Bob's like, well, you know, uh, Darcy, are you going to get the man's money or what? And she's like, oh, shit, I forgot to do that. And he said something like, what am I paying you for? And it's just the, the banter between the two of them was just so funny because she's like, I've been awake for fucking 20 hours. What do you want from me? <laughs> and then the only the only time you could see that I was, you know, visibly shook was uh, my hands were so shaky trying to get money out of there because I was kind of coming off of that adrenaline high. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> but, yeah, I uh, walked around a little bit. I uh, got to meet Michael Berryman. I ran into uh, – I stopped by Gunslinger Soap. I got to actually see Sean a little bit later that day um, from Gunslinger. But it was great because walking by the booth, fucking Michael Berryman, Pluto, is just going through uh, the soap. He's checking out, you know, uh, Big Dobbs had a couple things there um, from Gunslinger. Had a couple, uh, you know, Big Dobbs stuff on the table. But it was just crazy to me to see a dude who I've been watching in movies since, like, you know, I was little. My grandma watched his movies, and just seeing this dude in the flesh, just perusing through people's wares, you know, like me, like a like a normal person. Yeah, it is. It, it is weird. Yeah, and that dude just has such distinct features. Yeah, and he's just like, such a nice, <clears throat> nice man. Like, yeah. I, you know, a lot of these people, you, your photos free, but they they'd like you to maybe buy something. That's how they make their money there. But he didn't have anybody with him, and I just said, "Hey, man, like, uh, I'm a big fan of yours. Do you mind? Can I take a photo with you?" And we shot the shit for a minute, and you know he was talking to Shayla about her Colorado T-shirt she had on, and took a photo with him, and just a super nice dude. And he's like, "All right, well, uh, it's nice meeting you guys. Thanks for uh, being a fan of mine, and you know I hope to, you know, entertain you some more." And then sat back down in his chair, and that's when we saw Sid Haig. God bless him, crumbly parts falling off. Sid Haig, <laughs> <laughs> Stevens, Stevens' hero, uh, yeah. who, Captain Spaulding, right from the Rob yep, Zombie yep. films. And uh, yeah, I couldn't pass it up, man. Got a got a photo, got an autograph for you. Well, here, yeah, okay, yeah, go on. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, and so like what you're about to say is probably uh, I I personally could probably give a lick about um, those movies. They're 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 good movies. I don't dislike them. They're just not it's not for you. Yeah, they're not in my top 100 films of horror. Yeah, but like I wanted to meet the guy if I if I had a chance. So we walk up and you know he's sitting there. Because he's been in a lot more things in the horror industry than just yeah. Rob Zombie's movies. He's so, been like, in a ton. You know, and he's also very old. Yeah. So they just celebrated his what his 80th is, birthday. Yeah, yeah. So, and he Sean get to meet him on his birthday. Yeah, that was pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah, got to, I got to tell him happy birthday, and he's like, hey, thanks, man. But. Yeah, it's funny because I, I wasn't about to walk up to that guy and be like, hey, I'm not going to buy anything. Can I have a photo? So, you know, Shayla goes, you know, we should probably get a picture for Steve and get an autograph. And so got a picture bless of him. Heart. What's that? Said, so bless her heart. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's one of those things where, like, you could not do it because, yeah. let's be honest, the guy may not be around much longer, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah. And on his birthday of all days, like that, that blows my mind. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So yeah, he uh, he autographed it to Big Steven and uh, 
got to tell him happy birthday and shit, and then uh, played it off as long as I could. That check this shit out, Steve, and you were you're a little jealous. Yeah, because yeah, because he he messaged us and he's like, man, check out who I ran into or like I got to meet, yeah. and it said hey, and then uh, what's his name? My, oh yeah, Michael Berryman. Yeah, Michael Behrman. And I'm like, and I saw in Michael Behrman's picture, Sid Haig was like right next to him. So I was like, oh, he's like, he's got to meet both of them. They got so crazy. And at most of these conventions that I know of, like com- like the uh, Planet Comic Con, like there's long ass lines. And yeah. I was like, so I was like, damn, you must have waited in line. And then, <clears throat> so I immediately forward the picture <laughs> to Gillum. And I'm like, look at this piece of shit right here. <laughs> you know, all, all in fun. But I was like, look at this piece of shit right here. Gotta meet Captain Spalding. And the fucker doesn't even like the movies. And Gillum's like, yeah, what a bitch. <laughs> like, so, then, so then, and then like three hours later, the, Sean sent me the pictures of the autograph and Shayla holding the autograph. And I was like, what? And I, I literally, I literally cried. Oh yeah. Like we, it was such, <laughs> such a good, such a good fucking feel good thing. Like that is so cool to me. I'm so blessed to have that. Yeah. Like, was... Definitely one of the coolest things I own. Cause it, just the story behind it, how you played it off his birthday, you know, like just the perfect storm of, of badassness, you know? Hell yeah. And I think, and and it's so fucking cool, man. So I really thank both of you for that. Yeah, man, definitely. I, uh, yeah, it was kind of one of the things like now or never. And, uh, in hindsight, um, I really wish I could have taken this Jason figure and had Kane Hodder sign it because Kane Hodder right. was there. And I, I may be wrong. I'm pretty sure, uh, Friday part seven was his first movie portrayal as Jason. I yeah, well, think, I, yeah, I, I don't think, know which one it is. Yeah. If I'm you open sure. up the, if you open up the flap of that box, it says, the cast right there, which is pretty tight. Yeah, that is pretty rad. But uh, yeah, I wish I would have had the foresight to get that from you early. Because, dude, seeing him in real life, like, you know, it's the actor. It's, it's not really Jason, but that man is fucking physically imposing. Beast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at however old he is, 50, you know, 60, the guy's still just fucking ripped. And uh, what I, I really like what he does because when he does photos with fans, a lot of times you can be like, hey, would you kill me? And so, like, he'll do a pose where, like, he's just, you know, ripping their throat out or, like, choking them, picking them up. Uh, this one dude's photo I saw was, like, uh, him crawling out of a sleeping bag. And then Kane had the backside of the sleeping bag ripping it up like he's getting ready to, like, swing it over his shoulder against a tree. And the dude's nice, but, like, he walked past me and I was going to say, oh, hey. But, I mean, I, I go, oh. And then I'm just like, nope. <laughs> Not going to do it. <laughs> Not going to do it. But yeah, it's cool. Otherwise, it was pretty neat. Um, we hung out for about an hour and a half, and then uh, we went out to the car. And I told Shayla, "Hey, I'm gonna run in real quick and get these little mini Mars Attacks comics they had there." And when I went back in and I I looked up at the ring of you know the celebrity ring or whatever, and that's when you had like forty or fifty people in each line to meet people. Hmm. So we we did get there. I don't know, just in time. Sean from um. Gunslinger was saying that, you know, Sundays are kind of a hit and miss. They're great because the crowds are much smaller. But at the same time, a lot of your celebrities leave early or just skip it because they want to catch their flights back to, you know, L.A. or New York or whatever. So we uh, we got lucky uh, when we did to meet all them. So we'll probably go back. If you guys want to go next year, I would say it's take a bro trip and head up there. It'd be fun. Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. It'd be a lot of fun, man. But the uh, the other celebrity and this, uh, do you guys have anything else to catch up on? Is that it? 
Uh, just other than the It trailer came out today. Oh, yeah. It was pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, you know, we won't talk much about it because I know some people stay away from trailers and stuff, but it looks pretty good. Pretty, It's pretty climatic. Yeah, <laughs> or was, whatever yeah, they, what that it's, guy it's said. Epic. Like, it's epic. Yeah, epic. <laughs> epic proportions. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, just, it, it looks really rad. I'm really excited for the movie regardless oh, yeah. of trailers or not. Uh, it showed a lot of cool scenes, and I'm like, huh, what? Yeah, so. Yeah. It's pretty good. Go Took, check it out if you're interested. May have taken some liberties, possibly. Yep. Which I, 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 I think is cool. Yeah, I like it, man. It's like they said whenever um, everybody started really getting pissy about how comic book movies were deviating from the story. And then finally one of the producers and one of the writers came forward um, with the uh, the newer X-Men movies with Hugh Jackman. And they just basically said, like, look, you grew up. You watched the cartoon. You read the comic. Why are you paying, you know, 15 bucks a person for us to basically regurgitate the same story, you know, front to back, word for word? Like, let us show you an alternate take or an all new story with your beloved characters. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I'm I'm done getting pissy and, and getting my, you know, underwear up my ass about how Spider-Man didn't do this one specific thing, you know, blow for blow. Hey, but it, so we, we talked about that with uh, Pet Cemetery. Yeah. And that was on sale on Voodoo for like dirt fucking cheap the other day. And I'm like, well, we both wanted to see that hey, movie. So fuck it. I'll, by the way, I'll buy it for like, I'll buy it for four bucks. Yeah. yeah hey, and next time that happens, like you see a movie like, oh, this is tight and it's cheap. Text me and let me know. Okay. Yeah. Just every listener it, needs to know that I need that I need you to text me. <laughs> for you guys is two things. <laughs> listener stories and to let Steven yeah. know when there's cheap ass movies. <laughs> on Voodoo. Yeah. Okay. Because the other weekend they had a three three movies for five bucks. Yeah. They were pretty much all shit, but I got I got the cube one for oh. in that bundle. And Stir yeah. of Echoes, which I do love that movie. Oh, yeah. I love that movie too. Yeah. That's a good movie. But I, I actually like the take of that of that movie about the creature being the Wendigo yeah. in the forest. And to me, that was the only cool thing about it. (laughs) Yeah, that was the only cool thing about it. Like to me, that made the movie. I'm like, all right, you know what? The the everything else that you could have done that you didn't do, I'm going to give you guys a pass because you put the one day on it. Yeah. Hell, this might be an hour and a half long episode, guys. (laughs) Fuck it, let's do it. Let's get into it. it I felt like Pet Cemetery, the the remake. I feel like the parts were better than the sum, and I don't want to sound like a fucking snob, but like the actors did great in my opinion. I really I bought John Lithgow, you know, as uh, Judd. Uh, yeah, as Judd. I liked them all, but as a solid, coherent piece, I just felt like it was like, like boom, now we're here, boom, now we're here, and boom, now we're here, boom, now we're done. Right. Like the weird cultist kids that wore the yeah. mask. Like, what the fuck happened to those kids? Yeah. Like, I want to know that. Yeah. But then you gave me the Wendigo, so I'm cool. Yeah. Like, it's all right. Still, there's got to be like a director's cut out there with the other hour of the movie that I felt like we're missing. Hmm. But it was it was good. It was not like it wasn't a piece of shit movie. It's just I think they rode the coattails of it a little bit too quickly and they tried to shoehorn it out to keep the momentum. And just like uh, let's not get into Spider-Man, but I feel like I love Spider-Man Far From Home. I thought it was amazing. We should have got it next summer or maybe November. But, you know, two months Mm -hmm. after uh, Endgame, it was just too quick. Way too quick. Yeah, because I think we talked about that last episode where, like, you asked me what I thought, and I said I like I enjoyed the humor, but I was also I'm kind of burned out on Marvel humor. Yeah. So like I should I should have laughed more than what I really did. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but I I would I will see your humor and I will raise you how badass Mysterio was. Yeah, Mysterio was pretty fucking yeah, badass. They, so. they do a really good job in the Marvel movies of sometimes taking you know second tier characters and villains and making you give two shits about them, like Loki. Now give me a Kraven. yeah right. I want a Kraven. I give two shits about uh, I give two shits about Loki. He ends up being one of your favorite characters when this whole thing is said and done. You know, the, so they, yeah. they do a good job. Mysterio was awesome, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're not here to talk about Mysterio and Spider Man. <laughs> we're here to talk about a never ending yes. story in communist Russian bastards. But real quick, speaking of cheap movies, everybody should know. I think the same goes for PlayStation, but on Xbox, every Friday the Thirteenth. You can normally find the entire cache of Friday the 13th movies for $13. So everybody Wait, right now? No, no, no. Every Friday the 13th. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. We just yeah. had we just had Friday the 12th. So I believe September is going to be the next one. Um so keep that in the back of your heads. I think they'll probably do the sale again. So all of those movies for 13 bucks. Steve and I should probably go ahead and set alarms now on our phones. Yeah, we always fuck it up. Yeah, December has one and September has one. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, cool. Well, let's get a couple pieces of news out of the way real quick, guys. I'll make them short and sweet just like me. I got a news thing, two news things too. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, the first one, guys, we all have been, you know, paying a lot of attention to this recently. You can't turn on Twitter, Facebook, or probably Instagram without seeing it. Over 600,000 people are going to be storming Area 51, supposedly, on September 20th. But Bud Light, of all people, has a very special message. I got one update. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, They said, we'd like, they tweeted, we'd like to be the first brand to formally announce that we will not be sponsoring the Area 51 raid. And then shortly after that, they tweeted, screw it. Free Bud Light to any alien that makes it out. (laughs) And that's cool and all, but they've got a special edition can here. And this can is a black can with like neon green. Oh, crap. I just opened Twitter on accident. Hang on. And like I I think drinking Bud Light is like drinking like toilet water, but I will buy a fucking can of that Bud Light. Dude, yeah. I I got to have that can. It's a black can with neon green um, ink on it. uh, You know, neon green label. It says, greetings, Earthlings. This is the famous Area 51. We know of no space beer by any other life form, which is brewed and aged to be more refreshing. Our cryogenic aging procedures oh, produces a light-bodied space lager with a fresh taste, a crisp, clean finish, and smooth drinkability. Take us to your leader for drinks. No, it's bullshit. Huh. No, I'm still oh, yeah. bullshit. I think, I think it's cool that this that this can has an alien. It on. is cool, and it says like, the universally renowned Bud Light Space Beer, trademark classified. And supposedly, just, if they get fifty one thousand people to retweet that tweet, they're going to actually make the can. Wow, and well, that's definitely. that's what I fucking want. <laughs> yeah, I'll treat me a Bud Light, and if, if I can get that can to put on the shelf somewhere, you know, put it in the podcastatorium here. It's so weird that yeah, no shit. It's so weird that uh, because like Bud Light's like main promotion right now is through Post Malone videos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he's playing their special uh, their bar stool uh, concert series. Yeah, 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 which will hopefully be all acoustic. Mm-hmm. But the um, it's just funny that like because I was like, when the fuck are they gonna make a Post Malone can? I mean, like seriously, they they didn't do one for um, Lady Gaga. 
Yeah. I mean, they didn't, but I'm saying like, I'm not talking about just be, just for that, the mm-hmm. concert Barstool thing. I'm talking about, dude, like every music video, like that dude's known for Marlboros and fucking Bud Light. Yeah, it's but, crazy. But so is every fucking cowboy on earth. I don't know. <laughs> I do. It's Trust hard, it, me. <laughs> I know, but it's it's hard to it's hard to to describe like for like pop culture reference, mm-hmm. which will kind of tie into the Stranger Things talk. Oh yeah, yes, yes, we will. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Well, getting closer to our main topic, let's talk about the commies. Uh, have you guys done it? Have you downloaded the app to age your face from the Face app? Yeah. No, I did. I'm not. I'm not going to. Fuck yeah. off. It's not going to happen. I, I I did before all this stuff came out. You did, and your chest looked like you weren't wearing a shirt, and you were wearing another man's skin for a bodysuit. Oh yeah. no, no, I didn't have a shirt on. I did it on purpose because like I did, I did it first. I was like, oh god, and I put a shirt on. I was like, wait, that would be way funnier. Hashtag the liver shirt, spots. all the skin lesions, <laughs> yeah, lesions and liver spots. <laughs> you guys give Sean so much shit for drinking almond milk that now we're gonna have to give you shit for downloading that app. Like you and Rob with your little old man photos, yeah. like that's well, worse than Sean's no, motherfuckers. Milk. Neither one of you are safe because you don't need to take the picture. You can just pop a picture in. They'll do it. <laughs> yeah. it's, and it's funny. It's funny too because the technology behind that app is literally one of the best that best that I've seen. Yeah. When it comes to like taking a stock photo and and forming that because they have like different filters on there, make you look young, make you look like a baby. You could take a picture of a baby and then they're like digital digital teeth into their mouth. It's fucking really yeah. weird, but it's so spot on. And there's no like correction. You don't gotta like tweak it or nothing. It's really fucking good. Good. Uh, AR filter technology, whatever you want to call well, it. Okay, so Pretty what nice. happens if you take like a ninety-six-year-old man and take a photo of him and make him old? Is it just a fucking corpse? Uh, the, have you not seen the the memes, man, with Trump? <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you one thing. I, I know. hate. I know you hate it's memes, racism. But no, I also hate <laughs> memes. Yeah, I know. Fuck this but meme culture bullshit. I know, but they're taking his face and then like. Put in an old, and then put in another old filter, and another. <laughs> like they just keep doing, it and it just turns into this like. Oh, uh, it's me! <laughs> it's so God, weird, man. Well, so but yeah, it's really cool. Everybody is on edge now, saying that the manufacturers of the Face app is a wireless lab co based out of Saint Petersburg, Russia. Mm-hmm. And we all know what's going on right now in political climate, and we all know what they're saying is going on with the. Uh, the elections, the Russians did this, the Russians did that. Is there, I mean, put on your you put on your tinfoil hat here for a second. Is there anything we should be worried about? Should we, we, should we be worried a little bit? Here's my thing. Maybe a little bit. I didn't, when, when I think Preston put that in the group chat, I was like, okay, I was like, okay, there, somebody's gonna, somebody's probably saying this and then, man, it might be true. Who knows? Um, are they going to get away with it? Who knows? You know, bitch, they just Apple. got away with it. Well, I mean, all I mean, you and your app, fucking app, friends app. have downloaded. I know. It. I'm talking about like still be able to have the application on the store. The application is still on the store. Yeah. If Apple or Google had any indication that this was a real thing, a real threat, they would have instantly took it off their servers. No, Thanks. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why they wouldn't. Because a, it's number one on Apple's free app list. Number two, hunty, they like that munty. So they're not going to yeah. take it down. Mm, I don't know, man. They like that. And actually, all those companies data share with each yeah. other. And so if the Russians say, okay, hey, listen, if you let us keep this app up, 
will you know any data that we collect because it's it's not so much that they have free rights to your mm-hmm. photo and they can do whatever they want to your photo. It's all the permissions that you give that app to send you notifications to pull. You data get that from on anything. Phone. You get that on any in, any application. Any application right. you download these days, it's like, can we have access to your camera? Can we have access to your microphone? <laughs> access to your gallery? It's the same fucking thing. That's yeah, that's, that's it. And I, I, don't, I say, don't allow, don't allow, don't allow, don't allow. Fuck you, big government. Fuck you, China. Fuck you, Russia. Fuck all you. You're not getting access to yeah. my shit. From now on, <laughs> when that warning pops up on my phone, I'm going to have to read that in my head the way Steven just did it. Uh, can we have access to your camera? Uh, uh, can we yeah. use your microphone? Here's, hey, here's hey, the other thing. So Preston said that, and then like I didn't really like at that moment go in there and start researching this. Mm-hmm. The next thing I seen was on Reddit, and it was like on the popular. It was like DNC warns people not to download this. Yeah. Oh, so you'll believe Reddit no, over me? No, 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 no. Listen, listen. So when I, I, it's not that I didn't believe you. I was like, oh, that'd be crazy. But I didn't really worry about it because I don't give a fuck. Who? The, what do I care if they have access to my phone? I don't give a shit. I tell you what. What are you gonna know? How, what porn I look at? What fucking? What what, what I research <laughs> no, for the show? What games I that. play? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Who gives a shit? So my thing is, is once I seen that the DNC said that, to me in my brain, I'm like, okay, are they the ones that started this? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I'm a registered Democrat, but I know and I witnessed the last election, they did some shady fucking shit. Yeah. And I'm like, so are they already playing that ball where they're saying this is the app they're targeting and this is just because it has a Russian tie in, just because it's a Russian company? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so I don't know if it's true or if it's not. It could be. I mean, that's that's the world we live in. Right. But I'm going to tell you why you. <sighs> I don't want to sound like a fucking nut job, but I'm going to tell you why you should be a little concerned and why you should at least be aware of what's going on and and maybe make you think twice. I don't keep up with this shit well enough to know what I'm talking about, but have you heard about this deep fake video technology? Mm -mm. Like right now, okay, I, I haven't watched it yet, but right now there's a viral video where they've taken a certain amount of Stanley Kubrick's The Shining and they have superimposed Jim Carrey's face using oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. using quote yeah. deep fake yeah. technology. Now, yeah, okay. I don't yeah, know I how it, I don't yeah. know how it works. Is it is it one photo of Jim Carrey's face? Is it a compilation of all the movies he's been in? I don't know. I don't know how it works either. Yeah. But we're gonna we're we're on the edge of something crazy right now because with this quote deep fake technology and then the 6,000 photos I have on my phone right now of various, you know, screenshots and selfies and everything else and all my friends, what's going to happen one day when, you know, it's almost minority report. What's going to happen one day when, like, somebody is framed for a crime they didn't commit and then you have CDC or CCD footage or whatever it's called of them doing the crime? So, Stephen, right now mm-hmm. we're recording a podcast, but in fucking Li- Liberia – you're actually murdering some prince and they have, mm-hmm. you know, CCTV footage of you doing it. And I mean, if you can puck in, if you can put Jim Carrey's face as Jack Torrance, why couldn't you do that to you murdering somebody on a street corner? Yeah. That's, that's the only thing that legitimately gives me the creeps at night is, yeah, we're going to have fucking patsies all over the place. Someone's going to kill somebody and then blame fucking Joe Blow down the street who owns a fucking hot dog stand. You know, and you can't prove you didn't do it. We got fucking footage right here of you doing it. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and the other thing is too. Uh, a guy from the CIA uh, came out with a book several years ago that was talking about how we live in a world now to where, in the eighties, we had to worry about like you know the 
the the Russians nuclear bomb the shit out mm. of us and like Cold War and we're going to fuck up the earth. But we've gotten past that point. So most of the big countries like us, China, um, we're not going to bomb each other like we're going to we we can't bomb each other because we're going to fuck everything up. So how do we bring down that society? How do we actually invade and conquer? And it's through taking over the media taking over information, data mining things, because if you can sway like people's beliefs and start releasing, you know, Stephen, do your Donald Trump like fake news, you can actually bring down society that way. And Wrong. that's what we're running into. <laughs> so if we get to the point to where like, yeah, like they're data mining, like, you know, facial stuff, photos, credit card information, they could fucking just tear down society like that. And you'll never know anything different because they're in control of all of it. And it's not just, you know, it's not just like the Russia thing because the, the, uh, was it Huawei, Whamcom that's over in China? They got kicked out of Russia because they were data mining all of the Australians, um, information when they were trying to set up 5G showers. And Australia is like, get the fuck out of our country. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. Pretty nuts. I mean, you don't got to go to sleep tonight terrified the shit's going to happen, but you should at least (laughs) keep in mind that it could happen. And that's about the only conspiracy thing on this show I will stand behind as a genuine concern is fucking watch that. Watch, just type in uh, Jim Carrey, The Shining, and it's it's creepy as shit. Really is creepy. Listen, Russia, if you stole a dick pic from me off my phone, I feel sorry for you because there ain't much there to see. Yeah, but if they want to see it, magnifying glass sales are going (laughs) to skyrocket. Boom! (laughs) Boom. (laughs) You need a hype horn sound effect for that. Mm. Well, okay, so the last uh, celebrity (laughs) that I thought was kind of cool to see at Crypticon was Jake Busey, star (laughs) of season three of Stranger Things. That's our segue. Folks, final warning. Hold on, I got got one more. You got more shit? Okay, never mind. I got one more thing. I think this is is from today, July 18th. It's from today. (gasps) Okay. Elon Musk, the badass. We don't know if it's Elon Musk, Stephen. It could have been some guy using his face. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) He told us why he thinks we can win. It could have been Alexander (laughs) Musko. Alexander (laughs) Musko. He tells everybody why he thinks we can land on the moon in less than two years. Oh, shit. Boom. He says, I think Apollo 11 was one of the most inspiring things in all of human history. Arguably the most inspiring thing and one of the most ununiversally good things in history. The level of inspiration that provided to the people of Earth was incredible, and it certainly inspired me. I'm not sure SpaceX would exist if not for Apollo 11. He goes on to talk about blah 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 blah, basically saying that uh, I went to Russia to buy some to buy to try to buy some decommissioned ICBMs, which sounds crazy, but you know they're going to throw them away. <laughs> Typical Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So basically, what Elon Musk is wanting to do is that he's wanting to discuss with NASA the possibility of landing a space um craft uh, not craft but a space station on yeah. the moon land on the moon a massive massive thing powered by tesla spacex and he says that it's better to just do it build it do it before you before trying to convince nasa that it's a possibility oh. because they drag their feet and he's tired of being held back by these things that he wants to do for the good of mankind yeah and like it's a really interesting article. You can read it on time. I haven't got through it all. I was kind of skimming through it through the show because I just found it right before the show. But um, he's dedicated 
to he's like Mars Mars is a good thing and he wants to do that. Um but the moon there's just there's just no reason why we haven't done it. Mm-hmm. He's like we need to land on the moon, we need to um research more there and prove that we can have people living out in space on an actual planet rock. Yeah. Like and I was, I was like that's so fucking cool, man. Like I've always said that. Like that's, that's my biggest thing about the moon is when we've covered moon landing conspiracies on the show and stuff and and I'm not here to say whether or not we did or didn't go to the moon, but if we did, why haven't we been back? Why haven't we focused more on that? It's the closest place to us, like you know, do more research, check that dark side, you know, <laughs> get them get them space rock aliens to come back. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. It's just it's one of them things that's like it's it's there. We can use it. Like, why not use it? You know, and like, yep. it's, it's just, I don't know. Because if we land on it and start to use it, then we're just gonna fuck it up too. True that. Yep. So let's go fuck up Mars instead. Ooh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> Storm Mars. Yeah. Uh, oh God. Uh, yeah. He. I mean, you know what? It is now a better time than any for these like third party people to just fucking make a rocket and go to the moon. You know, you got Bigelow, yeah. you got you got Elon Musk, and every fucking buddy else. Private sectors making their rockets and stuff. So, I, you know, I'd be I, know. To- I'm, I'm all for it, man. If it's, it, I don't get into the whole. It's better for our country, not. It's better for humankind. It is, <laughs> and that's what, and that's what's important. This, this country versus country, state versus state. Shit, fuck that, man. It's just about humankind. It is, and the planet. We're eating up our planet. Our planet's not going to survive. And if you want humankind to survive, you're gonna we're gonna need to go fuck up another planet. Yeah, plain and simple. Pretty much. It's like every fucking science fiction movie you've ever watched. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, zombies. You know, we might as well leave. Yeah. Well, I mean, what yeah. is it? What's the, what's the current human population? Nine billion. Mm. Let me look that up. I think they said it's a limit right now. Uh, it's right around nine billion. And scientists have said that theoretically we can only sustain about ten and a half billion before we're going to really start seeing a huge shift to the table in a negative way. This, this 2019 right now, it's seven, seven billion. For real? I thought we were already to eight. Yeah, this is, this is projected by 2023 we'll be at eight. Be at capacity, yeah, so... We should start thinking of some other planet to fuck up. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's pretty crazy how it, you look at this graph and it's just like, yeah, 1960, we were 3.03 3 billion. In 2017, 7.53. Jeez, man. Yeah, we got to get our ass to Mars. Get your ass to Mars. Get your ass to Mars. <laughs> well, is that a good time, Stephen, to get onto the yeah, new topic? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Stranger Things, season three. Yeah, so I saw Jake Busey. That was neat. Yeah. So Jake Busey was what character in the show? He was the one who gave Nancy a ton of shit. Okay, hang on a second, guys. Now's your chance. You might want to turn. <laughs> but let's be honest. It's been 46 minutes. We gave you <laughs> yeah. almost a full episode. So stick around if you want, but fair warning, we are going to spoil the ever-loving shit out of Season 3 of Stranger Things. Yeah. So here's your friendly countdown. 5, 4, 3, 2, why are you still here? 1. Okay, so everybody dies in the end. See, you should stop listening, but we're really going to talk about it. So, Season 3. You want to start it off, Steve? 
Yeah, first off, Jake Busey was talking about for uh, we can kind of segue back into that real quick. Oh yeah, he he played uh, uh, the one of the asshole uh, reporters mm-hmm. in the newspaper that Nancy. The one out. that looks like a Busey. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> Gary Busey's son, you might say. Yeah, and he's been in a lot of movies that I bet a lot of our listeners have seen, such as Starship Troopers, yeah. The Frighteners. The new reboot, remake, Predator, whatever. Yeah. Twister, Contact, From Dust Till Dawn, the series. Enemy of the State, Identity. I mean, like, so many badass movies, man. Oh, yeah. I loved uh, Starship Troopers. I did, too. Yeah. And you know what else he's in? Mm. My favorite fucking stoner comedy called The Stoned Age, 1994. <laughs> Is he really? <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. Well, I And mean- this awesome, un- underrated movie. Roadhouse 2, Last Call. <laughs> like, oh, no one really? that Don't forget he was also in The Predator. Yeah. I said that. I said that, bruh. He's falling asleep, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Hashtag vape life. Right. Okay, so Stranger Stranger Things Season 3 um, comes right into like the full-blown kind of like middle school 80s yeah you know you're in that you're in that time of your life where the hormones are going you're going through changes um friends are kind of becoming distant because of you might be interested in uh, a girlfriend or a boyfriend and you're wearing your shorts up to your uh, stomach yeah, yeah. yeah. to split your boys in two will yeah, yeah. calm down will and uh and it's like kind of like right before or it's in the middle of summer maybe like kind of a little bit before school starts back up and everybody's kind of, you know, some people might be at camp coming back, you know, everybody's trying to find their own vibe for, for that, you know, summer, summertime, right. 4th of July time. So, um, I mean, I don't know, like it, it shows, um, Oh, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Like, um, Everybody's trying to kind of live, move on. Yeah, really, yeah, yeah. Like, kind of like move on and try to forget about all the stuff that they did down in the bunker. And and uh, Hop, Hopper is like in full full blown dad mode. Like Hopper <laughs> like, is uh, the fucking best part of that entire series season, word. at least. Yeah, for sure. Six inches. Leave the door six yeah. inches open. Yeah, three inches. I thought it was. I remember six three. Anyways, yeah, you know. Was interesting. We're not talking about little Dicky the rapper, Ooh, but we're, five <laughs> we're <inch> dick. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it, it. He's in full blown dad mode. You know, L Eleven and Mike are constantly trying to make out, which is kind of awkward and weird to watch because it's like, oh my god. But I I think it's cool they did it because that's exactly what you did when you were, you know, in that. In that realm of you know right, being yeah. that young, and it's a coming like of age tale. They're they're yeah. middle schoolers. You're getting curious about the other sex's body, exactly. You know, and I mean, hell, Mike has had a, a crush on Eleven since the fucking first season, dude. Yeah, he, he, for sure. He harbinged her in his house, like Anne Frank. Uh, yeah. That's that's a is that a bad analogy? Is that distasteful? No. Okay. No. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he hit, everybody here has humor. Yeah, he he uh, he protected her. He Don't hid her in the basement. He was beginning to get curious about her. You know, his heart's pitter-pat, twitter-pating in front of all of her eyes. And in season two, he just fell harder for her. So, yeah. Yeah. Or were we talking about Stranger Things or were we talking about Silence of the Lambs? Because you made it sound like Buffalo Bill for a second. He had her in the basement. His heart was pitter-patter. <laughs> oh, I'd play D&D with me. 
<laughs> but yeah. Puts the ego on its skin oh. or, it gets... <laughs> or it gets a nosebleed again. Yeah. So good. Oh. Well, and then Max and uh, oh, why do I forget his name all the time? I always forget his name too. I was just going to say the same thing. Preston? Will? No, not Will. No, that's um, not Will. That's not fair. Damn it. Uh, no, it's not damn it either. Um, Lucas. Lucas. Yeah. Max and Lucas have been dating now for a while. They're both, you know, on again, off again. Oh, the th- the throes of young love. Yeah, and and it's and it's funny. Like it shows like the whole drama between like that awkward like breakup. Like, oh, I'm gonna break up with him because I'm mad at him, you know. And then like they're going back yep. and forth, getting back together. And Max and and uh, Lucas are always uh, Lucas always says, "Oh yeah, we just we get back together and it's great again." Blah blah. And so when Eleven and Mike do that because uh, Hopper threatened Mike and Mike was scared, it was just so cool to see that. And then when it comes to Max and Eleven finally being able to be girl, you know, girls yeah. have that like girl power moment. And then in the eighties, everything was fashion, fashion, fashion. <laughs> And then <laughs> yeah. when you mix like the mall rat scene, like, you know, kids spent so much time at the malls in the eighties to the early nineties that they could go there and do that. Yeah. I don't know where the hell they each got the money to do that shit. Well, yeah. But. Okay. So yeah, let's talk <laughs> about that real quick. During that scene where 11 is having boy problems with Michael because Hopper told them, you know, not to see my daughter anymore. Where mm-hmm. the hell did she get the money to buy all those wardrobes? Yeah, I mean, mostly it was trying on, but she walked out with one, yeah, and and stuff like that, and and um, you know, during this whole time that that they're doing they're doing all this stuff, um, for the first couple episodes, you see Eleven use her abilities her for parlor tricks, yeah, shut like, the door and, so she can make out, yeah, stuff like that, and and I was like, okay, you know, I think it's finally her being like, okay, I can finally let my guard down and be. Be a teenager, be a kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when she was doing that stuff like in the mall and stuff like that, but she was also being very careless because she was playing off of her her emotions. Yeah. And her her, hormones. her hormones and feelings more. So she was like being not as careful. Plus Max being a you know, a, a younger woman, you know, preteen, like she <laughs> she doesn't understand the severity of like, Oh, this would be hilarious. But like, Oh, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? She's not, she's not comprehending that. So that's pretty, it's pretty cool that, um, how all that played, played together. And this episode would be kind of weird because I watched it very, very fast. Sean just finished it up most long ago. Preston watched it pretty fast. So it's hard to like, to remember every single scene. We're we're basically just going to talk about like the things that meant a lot to us. Yeah. It's always hard to do a spoiler cast because it's like, do we break every the whole season down? Do we just talk about stuff we really enjoyed? I like the place talk about stuff we really, really enjoyed about the season because it brings us more to like um I don't know, like a like a more personable feel mm-hmm. to it yeah. than like like Lucas's sister, you big bald bastard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. yeah. Let's take a second to appreciate her. <laughs> She was sassy, and I was fucking tuned in for it. Yeah, because you can't have America without. <laughs> America. Yeah, yeah. She was. What was, are you doing, was, you big it was, nerds? <laughs> it's really cool, and then, and there's like a lot of there's like a lot of people out there that critiqued the way that 
Max and L talk to each other, they're like, girls back in the 80s didn't talk like that. Or with, you know, um, Lucas's sister, why are they using the trope of a sassy old black woman for this little girl? And I'm like, I'm like, first off, like, I th- I loved Lucas's sister's character because she was such a Passover character in the previous season. Yeah. You could tell she was always busting Lucas's balls, but like wasn't wasn't so prominent in there. Like okay, like we're gonna, but she played such a key role into breaking into the Russian the, the, the Russian um, whatever you want to call it. Yes, yeah, Operation Child yeah. and Danger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Into the, into like, the Russian space. Yeah, and then like slowly over the season, you're they're like, holy shit, this girl's hilarious. You kind of see her struggle. I would have never guessed that in a million years that I would be interested in her character and how hilarious she is. And like that writing was so good. And to give her that shot of being that badass yeah. character. Well, and, and, and then, you would only think that way only because like you said, she's a Passover character for the first season. She's a tiny little bit of a key role in season two, only as a mm-hmm. you know support cast. And then this mm-hmm. season, it starts off the same way. You have your montage of rocking and rolling in the 1980s shopping mall, which, again, if yeah, I had wow. a time machine, I'd go back to 1985 and I would fucking just spend all my time at shopping malls. Yeah. That'd be so rad. But even then, the opening like montage, like she's sitting there, you know, eating eating a, uh, ice cream or whatever at the fountain and, she, and uh, yeah. Lucas runs by and she gives him shit. And you're like, oh, yeah, I love that little back and forth. That's a fun little – little bit they add there you know and then no she's fucking no you're getting her yeah and 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 then towards the end of the season you know like you learn more about her and you you learn that she's very intelligent she doesn't want to be a nerd because she's probably seen how much stuff lucas has gotten yeah you know, like growing up, like she's gonna be like, oh my god, like I hear people talk about him and like how she, I like, but I'm kind of like that, but I gotta play this. And like, that's the whole point of being a kid. You are finding yourself, finding how you can be. That's why the season was so perfect to me because it did the coming of age story so well, yep. more than even movies do. And it showed her, her transforming from this like sassy, you know, like, oh, I'm gonna, my defense mechanism is comedy and yeah. in a way putting people down. And then Dustin bringing that and out of her still ended up with that fucking D and D book. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> right. And like, and and she didn't want to be classified as a nerd, but Dustin had to bring that out of her. Like, but you are, and that's okay. Yeah, you know? and I and I fucking love that shit, man. That was one of the that was one of the that was like my third favorite moment from the series uh, this season, and uh, so like. like Let's each go back and forth to like kind of like our favorite our, our favorite parts you, you would think. I have to think about it, Preston. You want to say what well, you got? A, you got something that stands out to you? Um, all of it. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll, I mean, I could I could tell you mine. I'll give you guys kind of like say. Well, no, I could talk. I could go. Let me go. My favorite okay. thing in that whole fucking season, I said it earlier, is fucking Hopper. Yeah, Hopper. Like I was thinking, number one coming into season three, Hopper was going to have pretty chiseled body because he just got through playing Hellboy and then not only has he kind of really jumped into that role of father but like kind of let himself go because he's pretty comfortable like you know what we fucking mm-hmm. I, I saved the world last season I fucking went to the damn near to hell I was underground getting you know uh, violated by all these fucking vines i.e. Uh, evil dead and fuck it you know what life's good we fucking stopped you know the world being taken over by these fucking dimmy dogs you know 11 is officially accepted me as her father 
I think I got a thing going on with Joyce. Life is fucking good. I am going to let myself go and damn near bust out of this Hawaiian t-shirt. Mm-hmm. But I just, I thought that was great. Like the dude just, he's got a devil may care attitude. And when shit hits the fan, you don't get like the whole like, oh, I'm a dad. I got to be careful. I'm still, I'm kind of damaged. You just get the attitude of fuck this shit. Like things are going so well for us now. I'm not fucking dealing with it. So it's not Mr. Like tiptoe around the problems. He goes in the fucking mayor's office and just fucking beats the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And I love it because he knows what's at stake here. And he knows that like there's a lot more going on than fucking politics and shit. And so he has he has no time for it. He just, fuck you. I'm going to go ahead and cut your finger off with this fucking cigar cutter. <laughs> and then when he comes down to being like, it's me versus the fucking Terminator, because that's who that big ass fucking Russian guy was supposed to be, was a Terminator. Uh, he's like, fuck this. Like, I've I've killed demons, so to speak. I'm not going to let a fucking Russian, you know, stop <laughs> yeah. me and damn near exactly. get stopped like three times. But yeah, dude, Hopper all the way, Team Hopper. Uh, I, 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 I would say Hopper's second for me because, so, you know, I guess we're all kind of in that same age group yeah. here, but in, you know, in the eighties, um, and all the movies that we grew up with, the, the Russians were always the bad guys. Right. So we had, uh, war games. And then there was this, uh, uh, movie came out called the Ruskies and it's about, um, a, a Russian soldier who gets stranded off of a submarine and like he becomes friends with a group of like five teenage boys and then like they help protect them against the CIA and blah, blah, blah. And so uh, even though that you're supposed to hate the Russian during the whole entire movie, because this movie came out in the cold war, like we, we end up kind of falling in love with the Russian, like, Oh, this is, this is a great guy. Like I wish I had like a Russian spy for a friend. And so Smirnoff won my heart over <laughs> yeah. in this season. A lot, yeah. a lot of people. That was really so I'm saying, man, this, this season Fuck just did yeah, so dude. many things. When Alexi, you didn't, they, didn't expect like yeah it's crazy i figured alexi was gonna be part of the team and at the end of the show he was gonna fall in and then we'd be teaching alexi would be the new 11 we'd be teaching him english and helping him get into the culture and when he fucking got shot i fucking shed yeah. a couple tears through the woody woodpecker that fucking <laughs> sounds like an innuendo yeah, yeah that hit me hard <laughs> dude because i i Fuck you, Stranger Things. I was starting to really love the dynamic between him and, uh, mm-hmm. oh, God, what's his name? The, the wacky. Crazy conspiracist. Yeah, the conspiracy theorist, dude. I was really loving it, man. And, like, he's getting a chance because he's a weirdo. He has problems with, you know, connecting to people. Him and Alexi become buddies. He's like, fuck, yeah, I've got a best friend. Here's America. Here's a fucking carnival. And then that just gets fucking ripped out of both their hands. And I was so pissed. Mm-hmm. so pissed when he died man and then that was a part where like hopper kind of gets reminded like yeah you know what's at stake here but you better fucking hurry up because you know people can still die mm-hmm. and even though we have you know this this threat of the uh the upside down like there still are terrestrial threats you still have to worry about the rest of the world yep and that's when it comes to like them trying to procure their domination right you know, yeah take over and dude, so my, oh, go I was going to say, yeah, just that Preston reminded me of it. That scene where they're in the, the, the dude's little hideaway bunker and fucking Smirnoff takes the keys and fucking gets in the car and Hopper's just like, no, it's all good. He's not going to go anywhere. And then just that whole scene where like at the end, you know, Lexi can't get out of the fucking driveway because he knows like, no, they're going to kill me. I need these people. And just to look on Hopper's face when he's just like, 
I think Told I made, so. <laughs> I think I fucked up. And then the immediate relief of like, no, I fucking, I, I got this. Like, and then it's, and then it's like the watermelon. Yeah. Yeah. Strawberry's, strawberry's fine good. too. Strawberry's <laughs> yeah. Fine. yeah. Yeah, dude. So good. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. So my, my favorite parts, um, it's just because like it, it proves, it proves that the arguments. Okay. So like right now in America, we live in a, in a time where everybody thinks they're right. Yeah. Everybody thinks that the other person's wrong. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be uh, the the right one. So some people want more equality shown in movies, in media, in music, in games, and like and I'm all for that. I think we all three are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we need more diversity, of course. Yeah. For sure. And but we also live in a time where there's a lot of companies, it's kind of like ties into what we were talking about earlier, that that their main focus is is making money yeah. and you have to pander to the crowd that's going to throw more at you. And so I feel that like a lot of movies, music, games, any type of media is being pandered to that social, that social right. Well, yeah, you no so longer f- forgive the, the being Frank, you no longer have the token black guy. You have the token gay guy. You have the token lesbian girl. Right. You have the token transgendered. You have you have token characters because it's like, oh fuck, we better write in a character who you know is got to make trans. sure they're represented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but they're right. not they're and not I, equally representing. They're having token characters, and it's just exactly. almost as offensive, possibly, as not having them. Yeah, you're like, oh hey, look, we're we're hip too. We're yeah. cool. Here's the funny gay character who just got introduced yeah. in season six. Yeah, no. yeah. And so in Stranger Things, like, you know, you're watching this and you're learning about all these characters and stuff. And ever since, like, season one, Will is a very prominent character. Yeah. He gets, he's the one that's abducted and taken to the Upside Down. And they have to go fight and find him. They save him. Season two, trying to get him back. He's still kind of infected, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I mean, this fucking poor kid, like, I just want to fucking play D&D. Yeah. 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 He's like, that's all I want to be. <laughs> and so, so for them to finally show that in season three, like he's like, guys, after all the shit I've been through, I finally get to come back and play D and D. And all you guys want to do is go talk about your girlfriends. Yeah. And I still, as I was watching season three go on, I was like, I was like this fucking poor kid. Like he's, he hasn't got that yet in his life to be yeah. sought seeking after a chick, you know, mm-hmm. he's not there. He just, he's like, I've, didn't have my last year and a half, maybe two mm-hmm. of a normal childhood or whatever, how, whatever the timeline is, you know, I still want to, I still want to experience that. And I want to have fun with my friends. You know, summer's almost over. School's going to start up. And he's probably thinking as soon as school starts up, it's going to be school, hanging out with the girlfriends, yeah. sleep. And he's like, so I'm going to be by myself. So they have this whole scene where they're doing this, like Will's basically forcing them to do this D and D campaign and Will's like, so into it. And he's talking about it. He's getting in character, and Lucas and Mike are like not having it at all. Yeah, and they get on the they phone. can't wait to you know be yeah. done and go see their girlfriends. Yeah, again. yeah. And um, and it, you know, and it, and it pissed Will off. And it was a rainy day and stuff. And finally, um, this big old explode, you know, exploding scene happens, and and Will's gonna take off on his bike in the middle of the rain. And of course, that triggers Mike because he's like. That's what happened to you before. Yeah, you and I don't off. want you yeah. to get hurt again. So he and and Mike feels that he's has to protect Will because, you know, that's this is like his best friend. Yeah. So they have the scene where they're both standing outside, and Will's like, "No, you just don't get it. Like, fuck it, I'm done. You know, like I don't. 
He's like, I just wanted one time with my friends. I didn't want where we didn't talk about girls. And then Mike and Mike looks at him and like the acting is so perfect. That's why this kid Finn is just so good at his, at what he does for such a young age. And I think he's going to go far in his life. He like, he looks at Will's character and he says, he's like, uh, but you know, you'll, you'll, you just don't understand. And then Will's like, well, what do you mean? And then he's like, well, you know, and he looks at him, you, he speaks with his eyes and he says, yeah. it's, you know, you know, cause you don't like girls and that's okay. Like, and then that was it. And yeah. then Will, Will like looks stunned, but through their eye communication, they told Will or Mike told Will, he's like, I know. And that's okay. Yeah. That he, that would, that Will's gay or he has feeling he does. He doesn't look at women the same way. Maybe looks at men differently. Yeah. And that's okay. And that moment right there blew my fucking mind. Not only because of the, Ooh, cause like see Hollywood, Hollywood will do this. Yeah. There's a shocker. He's gay or she's gay. And then it's like, and then like, okay, cool. Like a coming out story. Awesome. But the way they did it here was so powerful and it wasn't shoved in your throat. Yeah. Because right. after that scene, he goes to Castle Byers. He just try, tries to destroy it. And then they don't talk about it anymore in the rest of the show. And I think that is so good because right. it wasn't a main focus. They did that dialogue through the eyes and the emotion of the scene. And I think that was right. so, so fucking good. And it proved right there. They're like, this is how you do these type of storylines. And and represent that represent that that uh, community in a in a good and a powerful way. Yeah. And then and I, and I think I think too. So like you know Stephen King novels are a really great example of this. And then even Stranger Things because Stranger Things takes place in the eighties, so it's not dealing with interracial couples. Um, how we how we view you know couples now it's not dealing with homosexuality how we deal with homosexuality now it's all about the 80s and how you know how homosexuality was thought of during the 80s and how people dealt with in the 80s Mm -hmm. how people dealt with racism in the 80s like if you go back and look at stephen king's like read his novels he he deals with all that crap in every single novel but it's all about that time period period, and and how it's affected during that time period, which makes it more impactful. Like, I think the problem with Hollywood now is they're all about just getting it in there, getting it in there, and just throwing it so much in your face. Like, ooh, look at us. We're, I mean, we're so progressive. We care about everything. But it takes away from it. Like, it's that whole scene, like you just said, it just, it was more impactful because they weren't trying to throw it in your face. It was how that issue was dealt with in the 80s. And how they, you know, how they conquered that because of their friendship. Yeah, right. and, it, and it wasn't like a long, drawn conversation because a, they're both boys or like you know, young boys, and b, like they know in that in that time period, like gays were very looked down upon because of the AIDS epidemic. Uh, so it was oh, like I didn't think about that. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? So like, even if you're one of them, and and they might not have known that depending on their age. Mm-hmm. But that brings me to my next. My next uh, thing they did it. They did it a second time with uh, what's her name? I, Rebecca. I her name. Robin. 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 Yeah. Robin's character. And like as soon as she gets on the screen, phenomenal. 
Oh, I was yeah. like, this chick is hilarious. She's busting Steve's ass. Steve's probably my second favorite character on the show. I said, I, I and and like it's the same thing with with Steve's character. Season one, I was like, this fucking douchebag, <laughs> hating him. And then like and then like slowly, right? Because we start out with him spray painting Nancy's a whore, yeah. all over everything in town, and then he realized, oh my god, I was a yeah. dick. I mean, yeah, yeah Steve, he, he learns and he grows from yeah. that. Yeah, Steve basically is Billy. Steve, Steve is you know our first Billy character. Yeah. Yeah. And and it was like so good. So with Robin like busting his balls at, at at the scoops ahoy, it was so good. And then slowly, like I mean, you know, typical typical Hollywood, you see them kind of flirting back and forth to each other and Dustin's busting the chops and saying, like, you know, you know, how about like stop trying to find somebody that, you know, like just find somebody you can actually have just like a good time around, you know, like hang out with. And he's like, Oh, and then like he didn't want to admit that he had like feelings for Robin. And then the season goes on and she tells a story about how she couldn't stop looking at him and, or she, she couldn't stop staring in the classroom. She couldn't stop worrying about uh, him and other people around him, blah, blah, blah. And then, so you're like, Oh, she has a crush on him. That's so cute. And then he finally gets up the courage to tell her in this like really intense scene in this bathroom um, and, or in the, the cinema bathroom, which they were watching yeah. the fucking amazing movie back to the future. But uh, on truth serum, but <laughs> they, uh, you know, so they have this like really good scene, and and finally, like he does this, like you know, tell him the truth of how he really feels, and is he really telling the truth, or is he still in the truth serum? You don't really know, but it's very cute and endearing. And she's in the next the next thing, and she's putting her head between your legs, and I'm like, oh, this is so adorable. She's crying because he's finally she's finally hearing what she wants to hear. He's finally saying what he wants to say. And then just out of nowhere again, they pull a, a like, I wasn't looking at you. I was looking at blah, 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 because she was so, I couldn't figure out why she looked at you. I wanted her to look like that to me. And I was like, yeah, she couldn't keep her eyes off of you. And I was jealous. I was like, oh my God, you did it again. <laughs> like, it's just <laughs> you so, na- Fuck it's you, so natural. Brothers. Yeah, it's so natural. It's so important. Just like Preston said to the time and the tone of the time. And I was like, this is how you fucking do it. Like, it's, it was yeah. so fucking good to me. You know? And in that moment, you think to yourself, don't do it, Steve. Don't be a dick and be like, oh my God, you're horrible. You're gay. Exactly. But no, he's like, and, and he didn't, we're going to be friends. Yeah. And like, not like, I don't think he's going to be like talking like, talking bad, you know, like, like, oh my God, you're gay. Like, like, a, like a, like a disgust look on his face. Yeah. It was like, I thought he was going to be more upset of like, damn, dude, like another girl turns me down. What the fuck is wrong with me? You know, but instead, like, he's like, holy shit. Like, he's like, but why would you want to listen to her sing? <laughs> like, you know, like I was like, that is so. Right. Immediately goes into the I can't be an yeah. asshole about this. She just confided in me and fucking bust her balls. Ex- exactly. And I was like, this is so such good writing, man. Right. I loved it so much. I think one of my favorite things about the season that actually started off as the thing I hated the most was I I started off hating how they split the party because in season one, of course, it's just the four boys. Uh, You know, in season two, it's the four boys and Steve. And then, you know, season three, it was so awkward and cringy to me because I'm like, we need the episode where they fucking meet back up because I got to have the four boys together, you know. And I I ended up really appreciating how they split the parties apart. And you actually had three parties. You had, you know, uh, Will and Lucas and – oh, shit. What the fuck's his name? Mike? And Eleven and Max. And then you had, you know, Dustin and Erica and uh, 
Robin and Steve, and then you had, you know, Hopper and Joyce and the Shmirinoff and Tinfoil Hat Boy. And I liked it because I felt like you almost got, in, in eight short episodes, you got a lot of content. Mm-hmm. Don't forget about Nancy. You left out Nancy oh, and her yeah. boyfriend. Okay. Yeah, Nancy and the and, creepy and that, face guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That 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 relationship's really good too because you could yeah. tell that like they want to be that like that couple that you know staying over each other's houses and 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 you know doing doing working together doing yeah. what they both enjoy doing but like they both have went through so much and like how do you how do you just how do you stabilize that yeah you know and I don't know it's it's just I think I it's crazy I mean look at this. We are talking about season three of Stranger Things, and we've not mentioned any of the paranormal shit. We're literally, just, I mean, that, that's that's yeah. what I've said about season Damn three. Yeah, season true. three is such is so good on character development and relationship development, and and. But look, I, I just this whole entire time that we were talking, like my brain got to thinking, and I came up with a fan theory for season Uh-oh. four. Like it just hit me. Mm-hmm. So whenever you guys are ready for, it, I'll yeah, let go it ahead. Right now, why it's fresh? Okay. So, if you remember at the end of season three, when we find out that uh, you know Hopper is no longer there, and then they do the cut scene like a couple months later, and uh, they're they're moving Joyce and all of them out of the house, mm-hmm. and uh, L is reading the note, and you know it's like you know love you, you know remember open the door or keep the door open three inches, in the background the song. Um, Heroes, which was a cover of a David Bowie song sung by, oh Peter my Gabriel? God, the guy from, uh, yeah, Peter Gabriel from Genesis, right? <laughs> they played that song in season one when they found Will's body. And it was like, you know, very, uh, it, it just really built up that scene. Like it got you really emotional about it. But when they played it in season one, it was, it was, Will's body was fake, right? It was it was a fake body. Will oh, wasn't dead. Yeah. So if they played it at the end of season three when they're talking about Hopper and Hopper's uh. voice, I think I think that symbolism to Hopper is well, not. Well, you dead. saw oh, the yeah. post credit scene, right? Where they said the yeah, American, yeah. right? Yeah, I yeah. got you. Okay, so we'll talk about that real quick. We all think that that's what it is. We all at least fucking hope that's what it is. That he didn't get vaporized, right. and instead he he kicked open a side hatch and got you know. Uh, Detained by a bunch of Russians in true '80s fashion. Or maybe he's just in the upside down. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's what I think happened. I think that when that when that big burst happened, uh, because they were basically having a portal between the Russian side and Hawkins. Okay, side. but okay, back up. Was there legitimately a portal from Russia to Hawkins? No, but the, they said that the Russians were experimenting and they opened up. You know, keyholes, but their keyholes weren't as strong as the one in Hawkins, and they had fucked up, and that's how they knew about it. Oh. So I think that because you're in Russia now and you're in a Russian prison, that they start experimenting again, and they opened it back up and they pulled his old ass out. Oh, yeah, that's okay. that's what I was thinking too. Like he went in through there through that, and then yeah, they pulled him out. Maybe maybe he backed they... up too close to the the scar and got sucked into it or whatever. Yeah. Okay, so let me lay this on you real quick. What if the American is fucking Barb? <laughs> no, not necessarily. No, they never no, found no. her body. They showed you her decomposing body in season one. Yeah, we one. saw fucking Will's decomposing body too, and he had the deadite virus, and we saw fucking Hopper pretty jacked up too. 
Yeah, and and the, you think that was the first person that was in that Upside Down Man? Yeah, right. There's too much marketing off a of Barb to just let her die. Yeah. Honestly, to be just fucking let me honestly, go. I'm not getting paid yeah. anymore. I'm not getting residuals. I died in yeah. season one. Leave me alone. <laughs> She's, yeah, she's so gorgeous too. Or it's her her they they fucking did such a good job on her her character design in that show because her next to her natural beauty is like just like what the fuck dude it's <laughs> totally different it's so crazy yeah I don't know man I, everybody is waiting on pins and needles for Barb to reappear yeah I don't know man let's let's talk about the the main villain of the piece not the mind flayer but fuck boy Billy <laughs> yeah, God if they Billy. ever designed a character to be fucking hated it's it's Billy. Yeah. And you know what? And that's just because he, you know, he uh, steals your mom in the middle of the night. No, that's fine. That's fine. What it is, <laughs> is that god dang mustache. Shave it <laughs> off or quit coloring it with the fucking Sharpie. One or the other. Just let it go, bro. Let it go. Dollar store Zac Efron. In dollar store Zac Efron. <laughs> I love it too much. But no, he he said he plays such a good villain. And, like, everybody's maybe – I don't know if – I shouldn't say everybody. I was hoping maybe he's going to kind of, you know, turn good and be part of the team. But they did a really good job. Again, really good job with, like, you know, third-tier characters becoming a really key part. Basically, he was the Hawkeye of Stranger Things. Right. Uh, yeah. It's a, yeah it's, his, his character was, was so good. Oh, yeah, it was, man. Well, and what's interesting is I forget if it's uh, – hang on. Let me look. Okay. Also, um, Red Dawn. We didn't mention Red Dawn, guys. Red Dawn was uh, a Russian movie from back in the 80s, 84, 85. And that plays a lot off of that too. Don't they even mention Red Dawn? I think so. They, I, yeah, I, can't remember. I thought I they know. did. Yeah. I think they did. But uh, So we see up on a marquee. This is something I thought was really cool. Maybe it's just the horror nerd in me. We saw up on the marquee at the movie theater all the different movies that are playing. Was it Dawn of the Dead or Day of the Dead that you get to see? Maybe I think, Dawn of the yeah, Dead. Yeah, let's just for yeah, I like it better. Let's call it Dawn of the Dead. I thought that was really cool because that movie is pretty prevalent around that time, obviously. But also, like when when Billy meets Deadite Billy, you know, in that weird—I don't know if that was the under uh, the upside down or just in like you know a fever dream. It had that same vibe of like a bunch of zombies because he sees that crowd of like blue people behind his uh, mm-hmm. his evil double making you know shambling towards him, and that I thought was really badass. Is to mention Dawn of the Dead in the movie and then turn around and really kind of give you an idea that like there's an army of zombies behind it. I thought that was pretty rad, and I really I don't know. To me, they do such a good job of really kind of sneaking in tons of head nods to you know classic eighty stuff like. I think you could you couldn't I don't I don't think you can argue that the infection of the upside down when it gets into somebody is just like the deadites. You know, when they get attacked, they have that yeah. weird, you know, poison going up their veins. Um whenever they're attacking I'm sorry, whenever the mind flayer's attacking the cabin out in the woods, you had a lot of symbolism there. And even when she cuts off one of the hands, uh who cut off one of the hands and it crawls away, just like the hand on Evil Dead too. Mm-hmm. Like oh, there's yeah. so much, there's so many tropes they use, so many like almost shot for shot scenes. Um, I think the Russian ends up strangling that first scientist, and it's damn near like Darth Vader, you know, strangling him. And I want to say I read an article talking about the Russian, how he's obviously your your um, your Terminator. He's obviously your Arnold Schwarzenegger, 
you know, body double. And I think later on he gets some kind of facial wound, like a cut or a scrape or something. And it's pretty much reminiscent of uh, Terminator 2 in one of the afflictions that Arnold gets in that movie. So I thought that was really, really pretty rad. That's fucking tie. I love shit like that. Yeah, I do too, man. I mean, and there's t- there's tons of that. And even right on the nose, man, they tell you in, in season one they're a fan of Evil Dead because he's got the poster hanging up in uh, what's-his-nuts's room? Will's brother's room. Yeah. What's his nuts? Yeah. This, his dad's like, take them posters off the wall. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, dad. You don't know me. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> do, do you. Do you think they gave so, us a bit of a clue in the first season Whenever Will and his brother are on the bed and he's talking to his brother, talking about how he's different. You think that was a clue? Yeah, because in that in that season, the the dad had made the the comment that like you know uh, Will wasn't like all the other boys, and he, he needed to like stop all that stuff because people were talking. Yeah. And uh, so, and, and then his brother's like, you know, it's cool, it's okay to be different. Like, don't worry about it. Like, yeah. you want to listen to music? Listen to music. Yep. Exactly. It was Day of the Dead, guys. I just want to clear that up real quick. It was Day of the Dead. That they, uh, yeah, they had on the marquee. But again, big, big nod of the hat to how uh, also with zombie movies, a lot of the people who are being infected by the Mind Flayer were kind of like zombies. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. So. You got the keys. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my thing, the... I don't, I mean, I watched the last episode uh, after I clocked out at work, and um, you can watch it. I'm watching it, and I was a fucking wreck. Yeah, that last episode it, it, with the hopper, you know, air quote disintegrating, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Um, and then just because the build up to that, like he finally got like, okay, yeah, we can go on a date this time from Joyce, and like he was just so relieved because he's he was just at a point where he was so miserable with his life. And it's like you said earlier in the episode, like earlier this episode, he you're saying like, he's finally like getting his shit together. He's got this daughter that, that, re- that respects him somewhat. Um, he's still juggling that, but he's getting advice from Joyce and, and just like, it's showing that soft side of him, mm-hmm. which, you know, a lot of people adore. And so that like fucking just wrecked me, dude. I was, I was so fucking done. And then I completely forgot about the letter that Joyce had helped Hopper write Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. somewhat helped him write or told him to write out. And he never got a chance to read that, read that to her. So when she's reading that, like that was just fucking wrecked me, dude. Like I was like, Oh my God, like it's so perfect because here is 11 whom is already socially stunted, uh, awkward as fuck learning how to be a young woman, learning how to still, still live her childhood. And, finally have a father figure who isn't just a piece of shit using her as a science experiment mm-hmm. or, you know, knowing that she had a mom, but her mom is just severely so fucking gone. Right. Mentally. Yeah. And still being all the hormones like that. So like, I mean, it was, it was just such a buildup of emotions. And then I'm not crying. You're crying. Yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> I, I think, I think we can all, I think about this, like, uh, my childhood, I was born in California and I had to move here when I was eight or nine years old and leaving my friends in California, whom I only remember a couple of them, like their, like their names still to this day. So I guess the friendships weren't as intense as I had thought when I was a kid, but then again, and, and at the time they were sure. Yeah, exactly. 
and then knowing that I was going from somewhere that was near an ocean that had skyscrapers that had condominiums and, and like all these things that I knew were my life and then moving away to a totally different place, grow, knowing that emotion of growing, oh my, like I can't even explain it. And I felt that so fucking hard at that end scene where Will and his family were leaving, which is justifiable because the shit that they've been through, let's right. get the fuck away. But it was just such a, br- a breakup of emotions. You had Eleven leaving because she's this young, impressionable girl and – you know, they weren't just going to let her stay there, which just live, you know, live wherever, live with Mike, whatever. And him having to realize that, like, I need to do this to let her go so she can live her live life. She still can come home on the holidays, that type yeah. of thing, which that's very real. When you're a kid, you're yeah. sometimes people run, sometimes people move away. Sometimes kids go to different school districts. You got to learn to make it work. And unfortunately, and you know, in most childhood relationships don't last. We don't always have a Sean Shaler relationship. That's true. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, so, but you have that, you have that buildup and then you see that. And then plus will having, having it inside him that he, I have to be a closet, closet gay and still go through them emotions and know that he's leaving his friends, the only friends he has. And he's just an awkward kid in general. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that. And then you had Nancy who Nancy's been through so much she finally let someone in, which was uh, Bob, and then she lost him, and then she finally let let Hopper in. She lost. I mean, it's like, when the fuck is enough enough? And then, and <laughs> right. then you got Will's creepy, creepy faced brother. You know, having to leave Nancy. Like it's just, it was yeah. fucking, it was painful. Dollar man. store Bill Hader. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, it was just so, and I, I just, I don't know, man. I've, I've never cried at a show like that before. I mean, I was fucking like, I'm. Guys, I'm not even playing. I was like, ooh, like, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> dude, crazy. Yeah, it was oh, crazy. No. It was so, but it was, I, I don't know if it was just that ending or if it was just like the entire episode, because I do believe the entire episode was more about relationships and coming of age and character development than it was about the paranormal side of things. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of was. Really. For me, yeah. personally, you know, like, and I think that's a great thing because. Yeah. I love the paranormal stuff. I love I love the whole horror vibes and the science fiction vibes they give off from you know these shows. Yeah, but seeing them characters develop like that, it's like fuck, this is so good. Well, and I mean, like that's what all great um, movies like that. You know, Stephen King's It. That's what the core of that movie was about. Is about the relationship. Stand by me. That's what it's about. Goonies. That's what it's about. You know, and they do a really good thing of wrapping all those things up into that show. You know, you have that feeling of not being a ripoff, but it's very familiar and it's very comfortable. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's almost soothing. But um, speaking of other tropes, just that last episode, I wasn't really trying to keep a, keep track of all the great, you know, Easter eggs of that season until that final episode. Because um, going back to that Evil Dead idea, when they're – this might have been episode seven actually, but, you know, let's just talk about the crescendo. Shit's hitting the fan. They're in the cabin. The roof gets ripped open. And what do you know? They are looking for fucking axes. And then they get the fucking boomstick. And I thought that was so badass when they get in there. Because <laughs> I'm like, this is just straight up fucking Evil Dead. Like, you you can't ignore that at all. This is Evil Dead. And then. Pandering to Sean. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then when they're, when they're in the mall. 
um, when the mind flayer comes in and he's got those fucking tentacle, you know, uh, scouts going through, that's just straight up war of the worlds, man. Like if you think about war of the worlds when they're in the basement and those little fucking creepy eye thing goes in there and looks around for everybody. That's what those fucking little tentacles were too. And they're zigzagging and kind of slithering their way through things, you know, in a serpentine fashion, just straight up war of the worlds. And then if, uh, that wasn't enough, how many fucking alien and aliens movie tropes were there in that fucking episode? Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's, it's insane. It's, it was, they were so good. I need to look at it, them articles. I know you don't like breakdown trailers and <laughs> shit like that, but I like looking at that stuff because they talk about that type of stuff, stuff you normally wouldn't see because you're wrapped up in the hype, you're wrapped up in the storyline and I'm not going to watch it over again. Right. I might one day, you know, like be like, Oh, once the whole series is wrapped, be like, dude, yeah, let's go in here and watch this. You know, shit like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I fully agree, man. There's just, there's so many good tropes, man. It was, it was such a good fucking show. Truly fantastic. Presto, is there anything else that stood out to you? No. I mean, uh, I think we covered, covered all of it. Uh, you know, I'm big on like, I'm big on folklore. Uh-huh. And so like, even in my artwork, like I always try to add that little bit of kind of like folk art vibe mm-hmm. to it. And if you think about like, um, Stranger Things, like that is a really great example of American folklore right there because they, they play off of the Montauk Chronicles mm-hmm. um, and all these different conspiracy theories that have happened over the years. Um, and, and all that adds up to that's America's folklore. Oh, and yeah. that's shaped America's society in some shape, way, or form that we can actually talk for almost two fucking hours how it resonates with us like, that's that's folklore right there, and that's amazing. So. I never even thought about that. Yeah, that's true. That's Hell very yeah. true, huh? Shit, yeah. Well, I mean, can we just finish on how triumphant it was when all the parties came together for that last fucking epic battle, you know, in that shopping mall? Yeah, it was, it was like the devil's cherry bomb. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, man. That- and like fireworks, like fireworks were 80s. 80s fiend oh yeah you know what i mean like for it was, sure you know you think of like the 70s 60s like you don't really think of fireworks being like an, an obsession but yeah 80s like every that's when fireworks really started to become a thing i don't know that's what i've always gathered from like watching stuff about different eras yeah when it comes like celebrations and stuff you Hell know? yeah it was, a, it was a feel-good time dude everybody kind of knows what they fucked up in the 70s and how to kind of somewhat control their drug-addled you know, party days, and they can still party a little bit Go more. Through a weird time of music and fashion. Yeah, dude, David <laughs> Bowie everywhere, <laughs> Billy Idol everywhere, teased up hair. Yeah, that's good shit. But okay, so one thing I thought they did finishing up on you know Stranger Things, I was, I was all on board for an epic showdown where Eleven once again saves the day because that's what she does. You know, you see that early on in this in the in the last season that she can just rip shit apart. You know, she beats the shit out of the mind flayer. She beats the shit out of Billy. She's just unstoppable. And so I'm trying to think like, she's already almost killed the mind flayer. How are you possibly going to tell me she can't kill the mind flayer now? And then Mm -hmm. I thought that was brilliant whenever it infects her. And I guess that little creature inside of, uh, you know, her leg and this kind of takes away her powers for whatever reason. And I thought that was a fantastic way to finally have to have L 
rely on everybody else because she's already saved everybody's ass, you know, countless times. And that was the real Evil Dead moment where I'm like, chop it off, chop yeah. off that fucking leg. Yeah, yeah. Or aliens, the fucking, you know, and they, they had the shit bust out of their chest. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And then just, I don't know if you guys did, I did fucking just cheer whenever Hopper walks up and stomps on the fucking little larva that crawls out of her. I was just like, fuck yeah, he's here. So yeah, I thought that was, that was truly, truly fantastic that, you know, we didn't just have to finish the season with, you know, Elle just slapping this thing around and throwing it around the shopping mall that she actually was kind of, uh, on the bench for pretty much that entire game. Yeah. So good, man. Yeah. And then of course, you know, Billy sacrifices himself. We find out that he's actually really a good guy and. Yeah, that was good. I was kind of hoping he'd be alive, too, because in the end, I'm like, damn it, again, he's the villain, and you made me care about him, and then you killed him, and I kind of want him to be alive. What was me? He makes girls moan in a good way. <laughs> yeah, he does. Oh, fuck boy, Billy. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, I don't know. We didn't spoil everything, but we sure talked about it a lot. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to do a spoiler thing. It's more of like a... Our breakdown of the season, <laughs> which you, which you hate. <laughs> it isn't. It isn't. We never promised it'd yeah. be a blow by blow breakdown. I like yeah. it. Honest conversation about the shit we liked. Yep, I love it. Yeah, it's fun. Hopefully, listeners that enjoyed the season enjoyed our take on stuff. Yeah, definitely. I'm uh, I'm gonna check out Breaking Bad start to finish, and then probably do a, a quick round of Stranger Things from season one through season three again. Because they've yeah. they've announced that there will be a season four, but we don't know how soon. Because those kids are getting older, you know, and I mean, I'm sure they're enjoying the Stranger Things money, but I don't know how much longer you can really. Well, they're also enjoying the other projects they're getting. Right, they're branching out, and I really hope we don't have to wait two more years. And okay, let me ask you this: parting thoughts. Would you rather them have season four, you know, give us another year off and then have it take place in the early 90s when these kids are like high school age? Uh, Would you rather them still be middle school aged or somebody else brought up the idea of fuck it? Let's come back, you know, Stephen King's it style when they're like in their 30s. No, I'd like to see him jump to like early '90s, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Vanilla Ice, nineteen ninety two. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I dig that. You you can't take away that cast because somebody's like, just yeah. think how far you can go. You can go forever, and I'm like, no, 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 no. That show rides on the fucking coattails of those kids. That plain and simple. Mm-hmm. You can't replace those kids at all. There's no way. You can you can add to the cast. You can't take away those actors. That's true. Well, guys, let's plug some stuff and get out of here because it's forming up to be about an hour and 45-minute episode. For sure. So check us out on Facebook, Pixelated Paranormal Podcast. Check us out on Instagram at P-X-L-P-A-R-A-N-O-R-M-A-L on uh, Twitter as well. It's popping off. You don't. Hell yeah. Check out our friend Mark, the guy behind the scenes, his solo show, Pixelated Sausage. Check out his attack of the backlog. And uh, sorry that you guys may have gotten episode 104 a couple days, maybe a day late. Uh, we had a kerfuffle loading the audio up with the rest of the show. So uh, may have got that a little late, but it has been fixed. Thanks, Mark. And uh, check out our friends over in Colorado, Fear and Fame. And then Preston, what is my favorite race car podcast? Sports Cars Unleashed. Yeah, it is. Give them a listen if you like cars that go fast and people who talk about them. 
Ooh, all right. Yeah. What do you got for us, Presto? And as always, if you need a beard, if you want a beard, if you want to grow a beard that will make things grown in a good way, check out BigDopsBeardBomb.com. Use promo code PXLPARA for all your Billy Fuckboy fullness. And check out scents like Dundee Cedar, Mint, uh, Fresh, Citrus, Classic, Bay Rum, Sweet Tobacco. You can get bombs. You can get oils. You got combs. There's nothing better than Dobbs. I had Dobbs on my face the other day, and somebody walked by, and they're like, good God, what does that smell? That's amazing, and I owe it all to Dobbs. (laughs) Hell yeah. Literally. I I dig it. I dig it. Now, I'm going to one-up you, buddy, because if your beard game is strong, that's one thing. But what about your body odor game? What about your shower game? If you need to smell good outside of your beard, check out our buddies over at Gunslinger Soap. Gunslinger Soap makes a ton of really great homemade, handmade soaps. Uh, I ran into Sean, like I said, up at uh, Crypticon. Lots of great smells. Preston and I each got a bar of it when we were up in uh, Nebraska. But yeah, give them a look. Check them out on Instagram. Check out their webpage, Gunslinger Soaps. And uh, we don't have a promo code because uh, we just want to advertise for them for free because we really love what they do. So give them a shot. See what you think. I see what you think. I guarantee you won't stink. Oh, boom. (laughs) Cool. All right. Anything else, guys? Any ideas what we're going to get to on uh, episode 106? Hmm. I think I'm going to kill kill off Thieves in the Night. Next episode, no shit. That's cool. Yeah, 106, man. I got a whole week. I can I can kill that off. Let's do it. Holy hell. Let's get rid of it. Let's kill it off. Because we've got tons of other awesome books in the pipeline um, and lots of really good stuff coming up in the near future, all the way up in October, man. we got some good stuff up our sleeves, so I'm excited. Word up. All right. Well, let's get the heck out of here, guys. All right. Stay spooky and stay on the paranormal highway. The cast at Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. Turn around, tell me what you see. Story, it's a never-ending story. I'm good.